0: Welcome to episode 2 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Today Keith continues the conversation on the art of the meeting. Believe it or not, comfortable chairs and favorable lighting can make all of the difference in people's ability to receive and engage in a meeting. Welcome to Leadership in Context, a conversation on leadership in the context of the local church. Keith Tusi is the apostolic team leader of the Network of Related Pastors. He loves the church and its leaders. You will be empowered and equipped to walk in fruitful ministry as you listen to Keith put leadership truths in the context of the local church. For show notes, email podcasts at nrpastors.com. And now here's Keith Tusi.
1: Today we're going to do part two of the culture of meetings in a local church. And I'm going to talk about the art of the meeting today. I want to give you some really practical things, maybe that you could write down, especially if you have somebody that is helping you do the organizational part of the meeting. This could be something you pass on to them to help you. Number one is set the atmosphere. You know, as ministers, I think most of us are cognizant that atmosphere really does have something to do with the ability to people to receive. I mean, we want our churches clean. We want them comfortable. We want them hospitable. We want the temperatures right. We want the chairs to be good. We want the lighting to be right. We want the sound to be good. Those are all context issues. Those are all atmosphere issues. Yet you can take that same understanding and leave it completely behind when you're talking about meeting with people in a strategic and potentially very critical small group. So I'm just going to give you a couple little checklist things to consider when you're organizing these meetings. Number one, make it clean. Wherever you're meeting, let it be a nice, clean place. Uh, Let it be a place where people can enjoy coming to. Number 2 make it comfortable. Make it enjoyable. Let the lighting be right. Let the temperature be right. Let the the chairs be right. Uh, have nice places for for people to sit. Number 3, especially if the meeting is happening under your venue and under your domain, in your office, in your home, in your building, Make it uncluttered. An uncluttered atmosphere communicates progress, it communicates crispness, it communicates leadership. When you're sitting trying to talk to somebody whose face is sticking out among stacks and reams of papers, it's a little hard, I think, to take them serious that we're going to charge this hill and we're going to get something done. When we take the time to set the atmosphere, it tells people that they are important, that they've been invited to something important, and the topic we're going to discuss is very important. Now, obviously, there are different types of meetings, and they need to be accommodated differently, in my opinion. If you're having an executive-type meeting, you've got your finance committee sitting around and you're going to be going over reports or you've got your building committee and you're going to be looking at you know how to enlarge the sanctuary or how to pave the parking lot or whatever you're doing you probably want to be sitting around a conference table you probably want to have uh, pens and pads available you want to have the reports all printed out ahead of time and and everything there in order for them to look at and go over because you're going to be really just doing some business and there's nothing wrong with that it can still be comfortable and it can still be warm if you're in a situation where you've really got to maybe address something or somebody i found out that being in my office being behind my desk you know kind of being in a more in an official uh posture i think communicates something to somebody and uh i have often used that when addressing uh people that may be not responding to leadership in a way or or maybe causing problems in the church even, to have them in my office with me behind my desk with my Bible open and them sitting looking with me and us addressing the issue from that standpoint. However, most of the meetings that I conduct do not fit into either of those two categories. They're more relational. They're more vision-driven. They're more uh, let's talk about, let's hear what the Lord is saying and connecting with each other on that. And again, I did that in my office, but my office was designed for that. Maybe yours isn't. Maybe you don't have that opportunity right now. But when we built a new building, any time we would build, I would always make my office a place where people wanted to be. It was bright. It was cheery. It had comfortable furniture in it. uh, Those type of things. It could accommodate, you know, a good group of people. I could do a meeting comfortably in my office with 10 or 12. I could force it maybe to 15. And I even went out and bought... You know, because I had a couple nice couches in there, but I even went out and bought some extra folding chairs—not the normal kind you'd have, you know, on for spare, for overflow, for Sunday. But I spent some extra money and had some nice padded folded chairs in the alcove of my office, so whoever was sitting there felt comfortable. They felt honored, and everybody knew that those chairs were to stay in the office, and you were never to take those out unless you had permission. They were for meetings in my office and i wanted people to feel comfortable i wanted them to to know that their time and their effort was being valued Uh, i made sure to always have some type of refreshment often i would email guys i would find out if they were coming straight from work if they wanted me to get something for them sometimes guys would say yeah could you grab me a sandwich or let's order a pizza or or something like that uh by the way, often we did meetings right after work rather than having a guy go home and you know get all cleaned up, kiss his wife, have dinner, and then come back out at 7 o'clock. Sometimes we say, let's just meet at the church at 5.30 and then they'd be home by 7 or 7.30 many times. That's just an idea there. Uh, never apologize for calling people together. Never be ashamed of your vision or your purpose. Instead, always thank them and then always be efficient with their time. Have an agenda sent out ahead of time. Ask them to come prepared with their thoughts. Come prepared in their prayer. Value what it is that you're trying to accomplish there. We always want to have relational meetings, but there's a way to do that. And one of the best ways to do it is for you not to do everything in the meeting. Have somebody share a report. You were talking to one of the guys and they told you about something great that happened at work or happened at the city council meeting. It may not really have a lot to do with your meeting, but taking a couple minutes and say, hey, you know, uh, Gary's going to share what happened last night or last week, and just to get them to engage. Make a list of questions ahead of time in your preparation that you want to ask. That's a lot more inviting than does anybody have anything they want to add or share? Even think of how you might direct those questions to certain personalities that would, uh, you know, maybe contribute something positive to that. Maybe starting the meeting out, ask one of the guys ahead of time to be prepared to share a verse of scripture, something they read, or something even they got from the sermon that week. Just, again, we're talking about a little two-minute thing, but what you're doing is you're, you're opening up You know, the blessing, you're opening up this environment where it's a Pharisee free zone and where people can talk and where they can think out loud in a very safe environment, that it's a good place uh, to draw them out. We talk about drawing people out, but I'm telling you, these are some of the ways that you draw them out. You actually intentionally include them. As you're nearing the end of the meeting, make a clear summary. So this is what we talked about. This is what we agreed about. This is what we're confused about. This is what we're clear about. Make a summary and have somebody on your team making notes. And as soon as possible, get that summary out, hopefully by the end of the next day. If it's an evening meeting, by the end of the next business day saying, here's the three things we talked about here's what we decided to do, here's what we didn't decide to do, here's what John's going to do, here's what Bill's going to do, here's what Gary's going to do, here's what Paul's going to do, here's what Greg's going to do. In other words, these are the action items that go with that meeting as you just discussed it. That will enable them to focus and it'll also tell them that you took the meeting serious and that you prepared seriously and you're you're setting them up for success going forward. One of the things I like to do when sending out the agenda is just letting them know who's going to be at the meeting. Now, often I would add ad hoc people to a meeting, meaning I would invite maybe somebody that normally wouldn't be in that meeting, maybe for the whole meeting or maybe for 10 minutes of the meeting because they know we're going to discuss something about a sound system, and we know nothing about sound systems, but they do. So we want to invite them in that meeting to give their pitch. It could be an outside vendor. It could be our our audio director in the church. It could be somebody who sells the equipment, whatever it may be. But I'm going to let them know, look, this person is going to be in the meeting tonight, and we're expecting you, of course, to be there. These are things that will help you set the atmosphere of the meeting so that people will receive. I'll just tell you a funny story. Years ago, we met every Friday. I met with two executives every Friday for many, many years. And sometimes there'd be another person involved. And we'd meet at the local Ponderosa Steakhouse. I don't know if they had your the area, but I think they're out of business completely now. But we would meet there because it was convenient and we could get in and out. And of course... You know, we got to know some of the people there. And we discovered after you sat there for about 30 or 40 minutes that it wasn't comfortable. And we found out that Ponderosa inserted a bar underneath the padding of their seats because they had a salad bar. And they knew if people sat there, they would just keep eating more if they were too comfortable. So they put this little dowel rod underneath the pad. And after a while, you just weren't that comfortable when you wanted to get up and leave. (laughs) Well... That's what we don't want to do. We want it to be so comfortable that people are like, hey, this is a good place to be. And then when the meeting's over, they're free to go, and they've actually accomplished something. They go home that night feeling like you didn't waste their time, and that they grew and they learned, and that they were definitely being appreciated. Set the atmosphere for your meeting. This is Keith Tusi. With leadership in context.
0: Today Keith continued the conversation on the art of the meeting. He identified four things you need to focus on during meeting prep: setting the atmosphere, being intentional, being engaging, and ending clear. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at pastors.com. If you would like more information, check out our blog at innerpastors.com slash blog. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at innerpastors. See you next week.